fucking man was putting them dope as hell. Yeah, I'm rich as hell, nigga. And that'll be all, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see the trooper coming out tonight. Yes, 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 yes. The viewers check us next time. Same time, same stations. <laughs> we know I'm gonna fuck shit up anytime we step on this motherfucking thing. That's right. Have you heard this? Uh, have you heard this mixtape? I'm not. It's uh, it's called D Day by Dreamville, and it's narrated by DJ Drama. That's J Cole Squad, right? Yeah, so it's got Boss, um, Loot, it's got um, uh, Jid, Earth Gang, uh, J. Cole, obviously. And it's narrated by, well, not narrated, but it's a mixtape. You know, back in the day, you used to listen to old, like, rap, mm-hmm. and it was all, like, DJ mm-hmm. drama, DJ, mm-hmm. forgot all the other ones, but. Yeah. That, that's what this is, bro. It's sick. You should listen to it. I'll check it out. Yeah, you have like a million features on every track. It's just like a beat, just people throwing their verse on the same beat, and just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, man. Good old days of hip hop where you could actually understand what they said. <laughs> yeah, right. It was lyrical. It's not just like drugs and hoes yeah. and money. <laughs> Beats. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like the beat was key. Like you had to have a sick beat, but it wasn't all about the beat. It was more about the flow you could put on a beat. Yeah. It was actually something good. Dude, I've been listening to a lot of like 2000s hip hop. Um, and like you just, I just understand music so much different. Before it was just like hype. It was like hot shit, you know? It was like sixth grade, seventh grade. It was like popping. And, you know, we used to just dance to it because it was groovy. But now that you listen to it, it actually makes more sense. Like 90s hip hop too. Never really into it growing up. But now you just, I just understand it so much. You've been listening to? Uh, like Biggie, I've been listening to Tupac. I've been listening to... Yeah. Like old two thousands um, throwbacks like Akon, mm-hmm. old Eminem, you know. Dude, I mean Eminem for me. I mean Midwest white kid. Like <laughs> yeah. I relate so much. So Eminem was always that guy for me, man. Like yeah, you really listen to the stuff that they don't play on the radio, and like you listen to some of his lyrics, and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally, yeah. it's a totally different, uh, just like different art form. Yeah, like uh, for me, Eminem is like the goat because the way he can tell a story through his music but he can just take you somewhere and like how he, he's, he's a storyteller. He's so natural at it. And you're like, wait, he's rapping right now too. Like, yeah, he's, he's G. Yeah. He's dope. Dope, yeah. man. Well, for everybody listening, um, I appreciate y'all for, for tuning in everybody watching Jordan. I appreciate you for coming on here again, bro. Of course. I think we gotta, um, we gotta formalize, I guess, uh, uh this kind of, um, partnership. <laughs> yes, sir. Make it, make it, uh, officially like facebook official so (laughs) jordan and i are going to be uh doing this we should make it like a weekly thing where we record it on the same day if we can that Mm -hmm. we we just every every day we just blast it out on that same day you know today's Mm -hmm. friday i think it'd be i think it'd be dope to do it on on friday so yeah jordan Fridays. fridays are good right i like fridays yeah man i'm glad to be here bro i'm excited to do this and like it's dope we get to talk about relevant things how the week went and dude, I, I got i got big big ideas for this so I'm, I'm grateful bro hell yeah man i'm excited for this this is gonna be this is gonna be a nice project it's gonna be a long time we have to commit on you know for everybody listening we have to commit to everybody we, we can't stop bro. we gotta keep going no, so i had an idea i had an idea of starting this we're gonna do this on fridays well i wanted today to just kind of give a um i know crypto is like your thing bro so i feel like doing a weekly doing a weekly recap of like what happened 
um, big news in the in the NFT world this week with OpenSea. Yeah. And um, I think uh, I want to hear your thoughts overall on on just weekly price action for like the majors, and then um, what you think for uh, what you think on uh, this whole deal with OpenSea and Solana, which was talked about for a while, and now it's actually a thing. Mm-hmm. I think Vivi mm-hmm. is going to end up on OpenSea. I think Vivi. Oh, Vivi. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of stuff going down with Vivi. Um, I mean, the big news also this week was the uh, the hack on Ronin Chain. Guy got away with six hundred million in ETH, <laughs> and uh, the really, I don't think the the news for me isn't so much that wow, there's been another hack because hacks happen in crypto. Just kind of where we're at. It's a new technology. People are going to take advantage, but we will get better, and the security will improve, of course. But the fact is, I don't know if you saw this, they, it took them like six days to realize that that money was gone. Like you can see it on the blockchain reported almost nine days ago now missing, or you could see the transactions moving, like he was moving thousands of ETH at a time and they didn't report it publicly until six days after the fact. So that was a big deal with um, Axie Infinity. I'm going to be really interested to see how their team recovers their image if the major players are going to keep liquidating keep leaving or they're going to stay we'll see with that um with vivi they also announced that they some people were they figured out people were selling gems over the counter like off the exchange people were buying getting in at 0.3.4 rate so their their mtl their money transfer license has been such a delay there's been a lot of updates and a lot of people getting mad about that in the last couple weeks so with two of our biggest v, like NFT plays, or two of our biggest like companies that we're into right now with VV and Axie, they kind of had a rough couple of weeks, honestly, um, in terms of optics and press. So it's going to be interesting to see how they rebound. Um, are you are you in Axie Infinity? Are you in? So I bought. Vivi, but... I, I'm in SLP, which is wasn't Ooh. my greatest move. Uh, yeah. So I didn't, I wasn't too interested in the actual like game. I was never, I'm not a fan of it. I remember you, when you used to do those YouTubes, I used to, or those uh, Zoom, Zooms, we used to (laughs) just hop on there and play. Like I couldn't, I couldn't keep up. So, but I, I wanted part of the project, you know, so I just started buying SLP because I figured if this is what people were earning and it makes sense logically. I didn't put too much in there, but yeah, it's uh, down to almost nothing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, SLP really got pummeled. I mean, they just created that's a token, a good example of a token. That's why it's good to be in crypto too, because we're getting working life case examples. Like now we'll be able to apply this model that we learned from SLP. You know, being that if you just issue a currency to everybody all the time and it's got an essential infinite supply and you're issuing millions of it by the day to every single player playing, like how can that hold its value? And it didn't, right? Um, I currently, I mean, obviously you farm SLP when you play the game. I played it for a little bit. I hired a couple of people to play it for me. So I had scholars playing for me. At one point I had three scholars. I consolidated onto one after the last patch because all my axes that I had were, they weren't good anymore. So, I mean, yeah, I got like, I'm still farming and I still have access to the token itself. I'm staking it at like 80% on their platform. I got some Ron, I was farming that. So I have some passive investments in there just going, but it's like, yeah, it does at this point, I don't know. I, I'm, I have mixed emotions with, with Axie Infinity. Like, I'm going to leave it in there. It's going to go because it's not that much money, but we'll see what happens with it. But with Vivi, I've actually been scooping a lot of uh, been scooping a lot of NFTs off the floor lately. Yeah. Um, Vivi, I, I don't know about you. You've been lucky buying, bro, because I think we're settling at a bottom with all this cash out. Everyone thinks cash out is going to crash the market, but I think 
Market's already crashed from. Well, isn't that what you said? Didn't you, didn't you have that opinion uh, for a bit? Yeah, I, I did. I did. And I think everyone did have that opinion. Everyone had the same information, right? Yeah. But then I would look at the prices and it's like the number for sale is not rising. The number of people selling NFTs on BB is not rising. Like the yeah. amount for sale is not rising. There is limited supply for these. That's what we have to remember. But the number of them being for sale are not rising, but the prices are still dropping. So that tells me it's like just less buyers, less buyers, less buyers, less buyers. And so the market is, I think people are scared and people don't want to get in right now while this MTL cash out thing is being settled. But I think that's a great, one of the best opportunities I've seen in a while on the app. I mean, fall was your run up, right? And we've already bottomed out, like we're down 50% on most things. Yeah. If not more. So I've been scooping some comics. I've been scooping some collectibles off the, off the mark, off the floor, bro. Damn, bro. That's smooth. I haven't, I've been sleeping on it since it got so hard to catch the drops. I really just kind of gave up on the whole VV thing, but mm-hmm. I turned, I mean, I turned 10 bucks into 900 and something. So hey. all just on comic drops, um, like three collectibles. I, I still have a Voltron. That's the only one I still have left, but I sold all my, uh, sold all my comics. I sold, um, I had storm. I had, uh, I had a R2D2. No, it was a CP3O and I got it first. I got the drop on that one. So it was 60 and I think I sold it for like 700 and something. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> it was a good flip, but I mean, that's I, a flip, bro. That's a flip. That's a 10 X. Yeah. What is it like right now? It's like 3k, 4k. No, it's down to like 1.7, but it, yeah, it hit like 4k. The highest. Yeah. I got in like aftermarket on that one, 200. I'm looking to pick up a Woody right now. Woody, Woody, the, you know, from yeah, yeah, yeah. under under 200 got a mike wazowski under list price under drop price yeah i mean i think um i mean obviously if anybody won and you cashed out already that's a win right but if it's like if that was smart too because they get crazy but if there's a time to get back into this app and it does if we're going to have another wave which i think we will we have licensed branded nfts from disney marvel dc come on so yeah i mean the more they drop too the more that makes the original season one stuff, which will the stuff that allows us that we have very, very valuable. And like for yeah. NFTs, that's the holy grail of NFTs is season one of the first ever, like CryptoPunks, first ever profile pictures on, on Ethereum. Yeah. Like, they're just the first. That's why they're worth so much. So is there like a big thing about, I didn't even hear about the hack that you were talking about. Is that like affecting people's, um, uh, like just like, I mean, obviously like perception, but like what was that a major exchange or what was it? The, the Axie one, the Ronin chain. Yeah. What is Yeah. So, I mean, Ronin is what the chain that runs Axie Infinity's marketplace. So, it's a, it's a separate chain off of Ethereum. Oh, okay. but they, they, they stole ETH. And that, everyone knows that address. Not everyone's looking at that wallet. So, they can see that. You can see that ETH in there. So, the ETH is like, that's the thing with the blockchain. It's like, if you steal money on the blockchain, that, that money instantly becomes tainted, you know? So, it'll be interesting to see. I know the trade house was talking about this yesterday, but it was interesting to see how the crypto world treats this and what they do with those funds and they, you know, what they want to do with that. Yeah. Essentially, it's a very open, transparent space, so everyone can see. Oil oil dropped yeah. this week. Oh, uh, yeah. It dropped under 100. Pull my chart. Yeah, oil on the weekly uh, dropped under 100. Did, did gas drop over by you? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, it's like gas is right around four bucks. What about you? Uh, it's like four fifty. Yeah. Well, but it was getting up there. It was like four. Yeah, it's fucking sucks. It was like four sixty. Got up to like four seventy. Premium was like five twenty at one point. Jeez. Yeah. Let's see this weekly. Yeah, weekly's down nicely. 
Yeah. It, 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 did, it did. That one last week, when it went from 97 to 130 a barrel. That's pretty crazy. We're still in that range. Yeah. But gold dropped too. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Gold, I thought I was bullish on gold all last week. And then just this week was completely reversal. I'm still bullish on gold. I think I've come back up there. Yeah. And with that, and then Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin took a nice little run up this week. Yeah. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. Well, actually, I caught like a couple moves. Uh, I think I caught it from, I caught one on Sunday. And then um, I caught a smaller one. I think it was on Wednesday. Um, but no, I didn't catch any of the big, big ones. Dude, I had this thing marked up to the T. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we're still so deep in that. What's that? <laughs> ETH had a good week, too. It did. It did. I'll have crept down a nice week. And, like, really, um, same thing, I think, with, like, VV. It's, like, we, we've kind of dropped off since last end of last year. And we basically, all of February and March was a reaccumulation. We didn't really make any lower lows. Um, prices stayed within it. I mean, crypto, it's crypto, right? Prices are going to vault. Like, it's crazy because the range we have in crypto is a good 20, 30% up and down over a couple months. People will be, if you zoom out on a weekly, monthly time frame, you can actually see that, yeah, that 20, 30% swing that we've had for the last couple months has really just been an accumulation. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. what do you think? What do you think of, um, so we got into this crypto talk real quick. Um, Somebody, I was talking to, I went to a networking event and I was talking to an older gentleman, right? Older Caucasian gentleman from the, he lives in the loop. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, you know, we were talking just different investment strategies. And he was talking about the fact that most people, when they have uh, a lot or most of their money in cryptos, it's not a good investment because it's so volatile. So his justification for that was because it's so volatile. And I asked him, I was like, well, why don't you want to take part of, um, like the, the the most profitable asset of the decade, like the the highest return uh, that's yielded the highest return in the decade. Like when you be want at least a piece of that. And he's like, more no more. He said a professional investor. These are exact words. Professional investor would do no more than ten percent in such a risky investment. And like I was just asking him questions, you know. But I kind of want to hear your thought on that because, you know, I think uh, somebody I sent you a real of like somebody else talking about the same thing. It's like the mindset between like having uh, a large majority of money in crypto and only in crypto versus like distributing into other assets um, doesn't necessarily have to be in like the market. But what's your, what's your opinion on like the, that mindset of like the non-conventional way of investing into quote unquote risky assets for, yeah. for like other people? That's such a good topic. I think, this is a great topic for this podcast because one of my goals with this podcast is just to bring bite-sized value of like complex stuff to like everyday people that they can take and apply to themselves. You know, and I think this is one of those questions where it's really depends on where you're at and what you really, it's so personal because let's, let's paint a scenario here. You, I'll use myself, you know, I've been investing and trading for three, four or five years now. Right. By no means have I made it to the point where I'm completely financial free. Yeah, I've achieved a pretty good amount of success in this market, you know, being able to live life freely and how I choose to see fit. So I, I'm, I'm satisfied with my growth and I'm proud of my growth and my personal strategy where I'm at. I mean, I'm 27 years old. You know, I have my whole life ahead of me. I'm not coming from wealth. 
I don't have a tremendous amount of wealth that I started with. I started from zero. Actually, I should have started negative, like student <laughs> loans, everything considering, you know? So I'm way more risk. I'm way more willing to take risk than I think than a traditional investor, someone who has money, comes from money, you know, to working a job. Like for my, for example, my parents, like my mom, um, her risk appetite and her approach to investing is going to be completely different than mine. Why? Because one, she's, 20 some years older than me. You know, she owns a house. Her, it, like her potential where she wants to take and do with her money and her life is different than what I want to do with mine. So it really comes down to what kind of time horizon are you investing on? If you're investing and putting money away like I am for like at least 20, 30 years, then crypto makes sense to me to hold to the ups and downs. If you're on someone who's at the end of their investment life cycle and you're looking at a 10 year, five year horizon, maybe it doesn't make as much sense. Maybe it's the risk outweighs the potential gain. Mm. So it really just depends on what you're like looking to get out and what your timeline is on it. You know, like for my, like I said, for myself, I'm young. I have other revenue streams. I've diversified my wealth into other areas. Um, but I've also concentrated a large amount of it into crypto because I give believe that gives me the highest upside. And that's something I learned from Mike is like, you have to realize where you're at in your wealth. Like, once you've got wealth, you know, and whatever, this is number speculative as well. For whatever you feel is like, I have this money, I just don't want to risk losing it. That becomes a different mindset of being conservative and managing it versus like, yo, I need to grow my money. It's like the yeah. wealth accumulation mode versus wealth preservation mode. Yeah. So you need to know which one you're in. Some people are already in wealth preservation mode. They're already old. They already have money. They already got things locked down. That makes no sense for them to put 50, like over a huge chunk of their wealth into it. Crypto it just doesn't make sense. Should they be exposed? Should they take the upside? I would say, yeah, at least a portion of it. But versus someone like me who's still in wealth accumulation mode and has all the ability to take risk and take chance, then yeah, why wouldn't you be all in on that stuff? Yeah, bro, that's such a bar, dude. Like the, the perspective that you have on that and anybody really should like understand that the wealth creation and the wealth preservation, there's levels, you know, there's levels. It's, it's insane. And a lot of wealthy people talk about that, like, when people come up on money, you shouldn't just go buy a nice watch, nice car, nice clothes. Like you should multiply it, do everything that you possibly can to multiply it. Like is later down the road. And I heard Donald Trump just talk about this too. He was uh, interviewed by Grant Cardone at his conference. It's like you get massive tax advantages later down the road when you start investing because different assets have like depreciation and you can only preserve your money, your income, you know, your, your assets when you have those type of strategies, but those don't come until you've developed wealth, you know, which takes a different uh, approach. That's such a bar, dude, for real. Bro, what's your, I feel like, every, like I said, this is such a speculative or this is such a ranging, the answer is going to range all over the, uh, the spectrum based on person to person, based on where you come from, what you started with, where you want to go, where your goals are, what your aspirations are. But like, what's that relative number for you, man, where you're like, not that you're good because obviously we understand the importance like you just set up continually growing your money not just letting it go stale you're not just going to completely stop going for it but what's a number where you kind of maybe feel like you would make that switch from all right i don't need to accumulate wealth anymore i need to preserve this i need to set it up to grow long term i need to like trust fund it that kind of stuff what's that number for you I feel like ballpark? To, well to to start 10 10 million but yeah. when i feel like at the point where i'm like I'm good, you know, like for the rest of my life would be like a hundred million, yeah. you know, 
I, I can't conceive seeing, like I can conceive seeing past a hundred million, but only so far, maybe like two or three, mm-hmm. but I can't conceive like, cause I haven't met, I haven't physically met or like have spoken with a billionaire. So like, I can't see what that looks like, you know, how the energy that that brings. So I can't see that yet. So it's like a C type goal, but I, like 10 million, I know people, you know, plenty of people worth 10 million. Yeah. Um, I know a few people worth a hundred million and those people like that, like, they're good, you know, they're, they're set. Yeah. So I, at that point, and I kind of see how they live and the lifestyle. And so that I can see it, but past that, like I haven't got that. So, but like 10 million, I feel like is when you would start, I, when I would start, I would start doing it at a few hundred thousand, however, smaller pieces, cause you need money to make money. There's a book um, called what would the Rockefellers do? And it talks about family offices and how the wealthy preserve their wealth. Um, and did you, this is maybe kind of different thrown off a different subject here but have you heard that life insurance is one of the best ways to preserve wealth because it's essentially tax-free, tax-free. when you um when you cash out you know uh but people think life insurance is just like paying a premium for when you die and that is a perk but that's the whole reason why you know the rockefellers and um to name other you know big names not to go into that kind of rabbit hole but like that's why they preserve so much of their wealth because it's all tax-free over long generations so it accumulates interest with the markets you know and the markets have been bullish for a long time so Mm -hmm. and it's tax-free that's why i feel like once i get to a point in my life where i'm like handling m's uh that they're gonna be my two biggest investments are going to be into real estate and and life insurance because tax-free man and real estate gets some of the best tax advantages um until there's a new law for cryptos you know when when uh, (laughs) when really when it's really decentralized finance you know then it really doesn't make any sense to have any other type of assets you know Mm -hmm. yeah i'm right there with you though like 10 10 that eight that eight eight figures is like yeah because a million it really dude it's crazy like a million dollars isn't even Dude, a million is a is a hundred thousand to to people. Like a million, <laughs> to million, a million dollars is like, dude, people, yeah. And you know, it's maybe it's just our perspective because a lot of people, you know, somebody listening to this and they're used to 30, 40, 50k. They've never thought past even a hundred k. We're over here talking millions. Like, it's a difference, cognitive dissonance. I think it's called. Like, you can't see that. You're crazy for talking about those types of numbers. But dude, when like the circles that we have, we're blessed to have access to, like they're talking, I'm uh, one million a year is like a bad year, you know. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, a million doesn't. I don't know about you guys, but a million doesn't make me feel like secure, safe. Or safe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Maybe a million it's a like, year, maybe. But also, and you said also too, it takes money to make money too. So the way I think about it. You know what 100k a year is what like 2k a week average you know 52 52 weeks in a year so i think of a million ducks is 20k a week you know and that's like i, I think of it in terms of not like a million in the bank but a million of cash flow yeah like that's a whole nother question too that's a whole nother level like that's because what you can do with 20k a week coming in you know? yeah that's that's when my mind starts to go crazy and start thinking, okay, like that's what I want to get to is like building cash flow of like first to 10 K a month then 20 K a month, you know, then 
30k 40k 50k just nothing of cash flow because then you know like i kind of look at it too is like you got all this extra water coming in you all this extra resources what are you gonna do all right i'm gonna put yes yeah, some of the life insurance that's taking care of this all right i got crypto all right i got metals all right i got real estate all right now get a couple cars like you know have some fun <laughs> stuff too <laughs> yeah yeah Dude, it's it's like it's kind of a beautiful yet scary kind of uh topic and like sight to to see when you just have like 20 30k coming in a week like think about the type of person that you have to become to like be worth that much you know to to have a cash flow of 20 30k every month we're obviously passive passive too you know you don't want to have to work to it work to it to the word to the extent of what work really is you know yeah well, I look at even like my current income right now, I look at of the five to six streams I can rely upon on a monthly basis. Um, I look at two of them as like very, very active, yeah. you know, and that's why like I'm at, I'm able to manage two income streams, you know, and like I'm able to work towards those income streams, put the hours and want to do it, you know, but then even creating like a third and a fourth that are like requiring more time. That's for, for me, I started to feel even like a little stretched. So I always imagine that as i move along in life i'm going to have a couple streams of income that are very very active and requiring my day-to-day participation and then yeah the goal is then to create those three four five six seven eight other streams of income that are very passive you know through crypto like that's what draws me so much nfts in crypto i've been sitting on the sidelines just stacking a lot of cash for them because a lot of the ones that i saw in the last year like helium um axie infinity which is what i took part of you know some of them low-key i bought in at the highest actually yeah. big time you know and like i'm still i'm still in the red barely barely give it a couple more months and i'll be in green for actually so i like that i'm like all right cool like it's in the green you know you're going then you're just earning money on it you can put more in to make more you know but like those stores are opportunities within the crypto space like bringing this conversation full circle with the income streams with crypto it's like they're so abundant. I think there's going to be so many more that are created. You know, Gala is the one that's got my eyes on getting a node for Gala. You know, you're like talking to a five figure price range right now, but streaming music nodes, the future, yeah. they're big with, they're in with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's just got death row. Like yeah, he's all big. about freaking wanting to make um, blockchain music. Like, I don't want to spoil too much. I don't want to give up too much of the beans because this is definitely <laughs> going to be future content. But like, bro, yo, music NFTs, I got my eyes and ears on the ground for music NFTs right now because I think that's the next wave. Yeah, that is, dude. And that and that's a big wave because once, once and Tony Lane's already proof of concept, already Tory Lane's already did it. Mm-hmm. And once everybody really gets the hang of it, they need a platform. I think that's what's missing is the platform. And once the platform is is out and about, like, It'll be a big, big thing, bro. I want to go back to something that you were talking about, bro, um, that I think is so important for people to um, understand because it's something that, that really, it was like a lesson in life for me. So what's your what's your thought on like how much money, and John Guaman was talking about this three, four days ago, right? How much money should you have in the bank compared to what you have like invested? Because I've ran across people that are like, bro, my bank, and I've been one of these people where I'm like, bro, my bank account is like at gas prices, but Mm -hmm. like you look at my crypto portfolio and it's like extremely healthy, you know? And so what is your perspective on that now that you've obviously been through the, yeah, yeah, man, I've been through it all. I've been through like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Having like, 
yeah, having yearly expenses and trading accounts and like having fucking being driven over getting a fifty dollar meal on my car. Then like, <laughs> I'm like, but that was not ideal. So you're like, yo, um, you take Ethereum, like <laughs> can yeah. I pay in Cardano? <laughs> I don't know, man. I this is something I've learned a lot, uh, a lot recently, in probably the last year of my life. Um, but I, where I'm at now, man, I think I'm I'm in a good spot. Is like, have you got to have that savings account? That's just fucking emergency only. Like, you need that. You need that. You need that. I never had that, and it makes me feel so much more secure. No matter what happens, month to month, week to week. Like you said last week, money comes and goes. Like when we come up, when we come down, like you're never tripping because you know it's gonna come back to you. And like. So, but one thing that's helped me tremendously with just my mindset and being able to manage risk and adjust and act accordingly with my money is having a savings, bro. Just having a couple thousand just in the savings, like that you're never going to touch. That's just there. Like that's just an emergency. You can transfer that to checking real quick if you ever need it. And then right now I want to build up, I have a month, but I want to get to the point where I have uh, another six months then saved outside of emergency. So in just six months of your life expense saved always. And like just keeping that as a pool because then you know, shit, if my income would just be today, I got six months time to figure something out, you know, get been back where I'm at. And then, yeah, all the rest is invested. Every other dime is invested. So I've been the person where I've invested most of my money first and I've had to build up my savings and build up those security blankets for myself because, yeah, I mean, it gets tired and old, man, being like, just gets tired and all of being there where you're like a couple hundred dollar charge. You're like, you got to move some money around. You got to do something. Yeah, it's like, it's so much better mind space where you can just now nah, you can swipe that. No problem. And then like get to the point where you can swipe a couple grand, no problem because you got it saved up. And it's like, it's just those different levels and it takes time to get to there, but that's what I've done personally. That's so what's worked a lot for me. Is- what, what, what do you do first? So like a uh, piece of advice, for anybody that's listening, what, what would you do first? Like, would you focus on, let's say right now you don't have either. A thousand, thousand bucks in that savings account, your emergency right there. Never so that's first. It. And then once you got that, you start working on your six months. And then once you got that, then you start investing. No, that's, that's a dilemma. That's a dilemma. Everybody I've known that's like made a lot of money. It's like kind of been savage with it and just went all in and just like kind of risked it. But like, <laughs> I, I don't know I, this is a nav i can only point you to like kind of give you looking back at my journey because you can connect the dots looking backwards you can't connect them looking forward facts so for your journey like it's going to be different but i would say get this get the saving stack even if it's not a thousand bucks get it like 500 bucks i think no i think a thousand bucks is solid bro you need a comma dude you just feel so good when you got a comma yeah and that's more than like that's your zero so maybe i created a separate account for it i needed a separate account for it but I also now have gotten like my one month is like now my zero on my checking. Right. So if I'm under that one month expense, I'm negative. That's how I see it now. Like that is zero at my, my account. Yeah. For me, it's 2,500. Like that's my one month of expenses with me. 2,500 bucks, roughly 25 to three grand. Right. So if I'm dipping under that in the checking, I'm like, that oh. feels like zero to me. That feels yeah. like zero. So I've changed my mindset. Like, that's my zero point. Like, so yeah, it's just like those, those little mental hacks, I think will really change your life. And just like, when you're looking at money, like, cause if you've been there trust me, this will relate to a lot of people. It's like, you've been there. Like, you're like, dude, you're going to fucking dinner with your friends or six of you. And they throw down that check and you're like, God, I hope they don't want to like, be there. You don't want to be there your whole life. Like, trust me. Yeah. It's <laughs> not, you it's... are investing in trading, you know?
Yeah, she should do. But I think you become an investor, better investor and trader when you have that stash there protecting you because you don't yeah. have the same scarcity mindset. It's security, man. People, you, you, it changes your self image too. You know, like people, people feel better when they got a little, little change in their pocket. You ever carry cash around and you just feel so much better than when you don't carry cash. It's that sense of security when you have that. And then I think a comma, at least, you know, and this is like very low because I've been in the point where, you know, I don't have a comma. And so you're just like, you get to a point of like almost worry and panic and you start freaking the fuck out and you start, you start making decisions based off of emotion and lack. And that actually deteriorates from that instead of making you better, instead of putting you in a better position, it actually brings you down lower. So when you have that sense of security, that's what I would say is like my, my two cents on that would be like folks on at least a stack, like you said, I think 2,500 is solid. And then from there, start working on your six months, but also investing. So you want to be both at the same time. You don't want to wait and that's six months. If it takes you, let's say if it takes you six months to save six months, then you're six months behind. So just a little bit. Dude, one of the best things I learned from you, man, is dollar cost averaging. Like 25 bucks, 50 bucks, 10 bucks, a dollar shit, you know, like just put some money. You could buy a hell of coins with a dollar. You could buy crow for a dollar every day. You know, it's under a dollar right now. You just have buy over 30 days. You got 30 crow. That's 30 more than the average person, you know? So yeah. that's. That's exactly how I've gotten to where I'm at. It's like, I don't even, even the same way with my investing crypto is the same way as I save money. Like I have an automatic transfer from my checking to my savings account. I have an nice. automatic transfer from my uh, checking to my Forex account through Bitcoin, automatically to Bitcoin, automatically to my, my emergency fund. So like, do I have like five or six automatic withdrawals every single week? Nice. Me. You don't even have to like think about this shit. You just create that plan and you just do it. Like, especially if you have a fixed income, like, or whatever your primary source of income easy money facts i like how we went from talking about hundreds of millions to like 2500 <laughs> yeah bro i mean it's, that's the level of vision yeah effects you know, where you're at too there's levels. speaking of i mean like we're talking a lot about financial well-being i wanted to like pick your brain about physical well-being bro because shit bro i see you in the gym every single damn day bro yeah Bro, cheers. You gotta keep yourself hydrated. Look at that. He's drinking the two liter right there. Dude, it's yeah, just changed it's, it's changed my game, bro. It's um when you're like not healthy, it doesn't doesn't allow you to think correctly. And your mental health is runs you everything, bro. Cause like the way that I think affects everything. So if I'm like eating like shit, not getting enough sleep, not drinking enough water, dude. I heard this from uh, I think it was uh Yanelis, Yanelis Rosa. She said water is energy. Bro, you drink water. Like I always drink water with ice. It's cold, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like when I drink cold water, it's like a shock to to my body. And it's it, it, it just makes me feel so much better. And then the gym has become more of a habit now. It was going just because like I was pushing myself to go. But now if I don't go to the gym and I don't feel sore, I feel like a little bitch. You know, yeah. like I feel like I didn't do anything for the day yeah. because it's like a physical push of like, and I don't lift heavy, you know, um, I don't go crazy and do like 800 reps either. I'm like moderate weight. Like I do my best to push my body weight, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, and like bench my body weight. Like if I can get up to benching my body weight or like close to that, like, I don't need to go anything past that, you know, but it's just, dude, it's just changed my game so much more. It allows me to stay disciplined. Just think better, dude. And you just feel so much better. 
your your confidence just like it's so much more like i don't know it's the mental it's not even the physical health like yeah you look better but i think it's the mental health that that really changes like you just perform better in every in every aspect of life you know you just perform so much better my training has gotten so much better because i'm yeah. more, more aware of like better at making like decisions more disciplined like when you're working out, you're like, fuck, I know I can do one more. You like want to stop at fucking 10. You're like, let me do 12. I know I can do 12. Mm. And then it's just like that mental push has translated to me being like, okay, hold your fucking trade until it hits take profit. Mm-hmm. You know, like the other day I was in a trade on GU and it was like seven pips from take profit. And I was about to hit the button and I was like, no, just hold it. And I literally, it was two minutes and boom, smack my take profit. <laughs> it's like that mental clarity that you get. You're just more aware. Like you're just more in tune body, body, mind, and spirit, man. And I think physical health has a lot to do with spiritual health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom always told me when I didn't clean my room growing up, she was telling me that the devil lived in my room because it was so dirty, you know? And then um, I remember my last job, totally opposite of that. This guy would always clean his desk every single day. He would clean his desk. And he, he always used, I asked him, like, well, why do I do that every day? Like, you don't need to, well, like, once a week is good, you know? He's like, cleanliness is next to godliness. So it's like Ooh. the totally thing opposite of what what um my mom used to say. But it was just like the, the physical health, like, allows you to be more open to receiving, you know? You just feel so much better, bro. Your vibration is so much better you also got you know like nutrition and all that shit i don't really watch too much of like i don't count like macros and shit have you ever done that have you ever like gone on like a strict yeah macro counting diet like you have yeah. i have too but i didn't last very long no no it's all right well, you're looking good bro you're looking good man. Keep hey it up. thanks bro good work bro yeah i, I, did, a, I did a calorie counting thing way back summer in 2019 man bro, i got fucking ripped like, <laughs> I got oh, it works pack. it works bro it totally works but i fucking was also we go out to, i'd go out to dinner with my friends and like i'd be sitting there like not eating you know or like eating something i'm not enjoying myself because that like wouldn't drink i was super restrictive so i've um wasn't sustainable for me to count my calories and count them eating i'm way more uh just kind of going with what my body tells me what feels good. I also shifted off. That's kind of how I shifted off from being a vegan as well. Um, just kind of realizing different food sources kept me way more sustained and actually gave my body versus what I needed. I was always hungry as a vegan. I started to get out, bro. Always trying to eat. And it was like that battle of restricting versus my health. So I think, yeah, physical fitness and health is all about what works for you because it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you can't sustain doing it, what's the fucking point? Yeah, dude. Also, my dog helps me so much, man. Yeah, like, dude. I like she makes me run. Like even when I don't want to, like yeah, she'll want to play, and I'll be you like, got you got it. Can't be a bad dad and just not play with your uh-huh. dog when she wants to play. You know, walking. Like I walk at least a mile every day. You know, take her out for a walk. Like nice. it's just like you need it, man. You need that exercise. She's awesome, bro. She's hurt right now, so I gotta take her to the vet. I don't want to take her to the vet though. I don't like doctors, man. So yeah. I think she just pulled up pull the muscle like playing with another dog so like she's like limping oh. um, but she, but it's like she when she's excited she'll run no problem you know yeah 
I don't yeah. like this though. I, I believe in the the body's ability, animals, humans, the body and mind's ability to heal itself Facts. naturally. And there's things that can accelerate that process, but like the whole just jump in there and like stick a drug or like to do a yeah. surgery to fix it. It's like yeah, no. it's a homeopathic versus allopathic medicine. And I'm no, I've just discovered this subject a couple of months ago, but really interesting school of thoughts different schools of thoughts of medicine versus like body knows how to heal itself and we need to actually like take so the idea of like there's natural remedies versus like drug-based remedies it's like western and eastern medicine no yep exactly yeah yeah so this is something um i know i'm pretty sure you've met maria lisa oh yeah you have uh yeah. she taught me that like western medicine is like heat and eastern medicine is uh ice so it's like for like pain and like stuff like and that. Like metaphor sense or like actual like both, both like metaphorically and like because mm -hmm. uh, you know when it when you put apply heat to something it allows blood flows right so it's like helping you flow and it's like high vibration and then um, Western medicine is just numbing it's just numbing the pain so it's like mm -hmm. Western Eastern medicine like acupuncture versus like taking Tylenol for a headache you know. Yeah. A headache is just numbing it it doesn't you might not go through the, actual the symptoms versus the cause yeah yeah that's such a good yeah. point though that like health is all like mental for sure you, believe, you said you believe in the body's ability to heal itself like i do too sure. like, that's why i haven't took her to the vet because i'm like well like i'm gonna wait like a month and if she's like if the pain gets worse i'm not a specialist i don't know what i'm, what I'm doing but mm. if she's like not terrible and better, she's, yeah yeah then it makes sense to just hold off you know it's like yeah this idea of like instant gratification like oh something is wrong i need to fix it right now yeah like okay let me go get someone to fix this and it's like or it's like all right something's wrong what happened let's use our brain like that wasn't a bit much of a big deal hey am i getting better am i progressing yes i can see that like you know i actually hurt my shoulder a couple months ago like i really i think i dislocated it, it was pretty bad like it was painful but you know i was kind of scared i'm like no i have surgery on this and did all the research and i'm pretty sure i like did something with my joints and my and my, and my shoulder the labrum specifically and it's like if you tear it like people are actually have shown in circumstances that they've torn those like muscles that they've actually been able to heal themselves in other instances i needed surgery and so like the results i got from my own search was widely varied it was crazy i was like okay yeah. like i'm gonna just see how this does and if i get better and i feel better like two months later i'm perfectly back to full strength if not stronger because i got so much awareness to like go really slow my shoulder at the gym work on my balance work on my stability work on all these different things i never did before in fact i feel like my shoulder is now stronger than i was before my injury you know it's like yeah i didn't need a doctor didn't need any of that stuff it's like with all the amount of information you have and just your own brain and like just the belief set that like i think the most what i'm getting at the point i want to make is that having a belief set that you are capable and that you are a powerful that you don't need somebody else's help or adjustments or guidance to achieve your means whether it's making money like recovering from an injury just the fact that like you are more than capable of doing it if yeah. you set your mind to it like yeah. you have guidance and resources to get you there but like you don't actually need them and i think that's such a like mentality and ideology that I got brought, brought up and it was like, you always need an expert. You need somebody, you need a doctor, you need a lawyer, you need a whatever to like, it's like giving away that 
sovereignty of yourself almost like, like you don't know any better you need somebody that does know better and why do they know better because they're an expert and it's like yeah this is a rabbit hole you could take down on the whole so deep so deep bro <laughs> yeah. so deep we should make that but, shit a topic bro one of these days bro because that, that goes so deep it's like authority you know yeah. it's just a like con- consultative authority like you need yeah. to go in and it's like going back to you know ask your mom like yo what is my why does my finger hurt or like this hurts she will tell you oh it's okay and she's like you gotta go to the doctor you freak out you know it's mm-hmm. Dude, it's insane. The words, you know, not to be cliche, but like the words I am, like I've been reading a lot of, uh, I just started reading the power of awareness and it says like that, whatever you say, I've referred this many, many times, whatever you say after I am, like if you say I'm sick, right? What are you, you're going to believe that because you see, you're just telling everybody that you're sick. So you, you're going to believe you that you're that better. You're yeah. The doctor says now you are healthy, right? Because yeah. I fixed you versus like, Okay, now I'm not healthy. Now I'm not sick, and now I'm healthy because the doctor wait like the give me that fairy dust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah bro, and it's like, on. wait, you don't need a doctor to tell you that you're healthy and that you're going to be okay and that you're going to recover and you can actually come to that conclusion based on your own thinking and experience. Yeah. No, you <laughs> fucking back conspiracy theorist. <laughs> That's so funny. You can't man. come up to logical conclusions on your own. You need an expert to tell you. You don't know anything about immune systems or diseases. <laughs> it's just like it's just like uh, when people at the stores are. St- oh man, I'm gonna say this, but I know it's gonna be controversial. It's like when people at the store are still wearing masks. You know, it's like I feel bad for them. Me too, man. Because you know what? They're They've stuck. gone too far, bro. They are completely on actual ropes. They have no way out at this point, bro. Like if they can't, if they can't oh. fathom and think for themselves, or maybe they can, and maybe I'm just thinking, you know, that they are being manipulated. But like logically speaking, those things are trash. Like they don't work. It says it on the right. thing. It says it on the packaging. You know, it doesn't protect you for anything. Science has proved it multiple times over Ooh. and over again. There's a lot of psychological experiments that show if you bombard somebody with fear so much, so like the point of paranoia they are unable to think critically anymore it's a lot of psychology that proves that and like a lot of psychology experiments with authority you know same type of thing it's like fear is such a powerful like thing to throw and i like at this point i'm okay this is my two cents the pandemic's over when you want it to be over some of us this it never started two weeks yeah it's two <laughs> weeks in like <laughs> but for the rest i'm, I'm not even trying to paint teams here because i really want to come at this with compassion like it's been two years yo come on like yeah man and like if yeah it's the news is even talking about it anymore but anyways i i feel bad for these people because i really do think they've been kind of trapped um been kind of trapped in their in, in this fear and this like reactivity to this scary negative world that's up to get them and it's like the world isn't like that and i really hope one day they can get out of that paradigm and realize that like hey breathing the same air that i've always brought what's the past how do you breath breathed breath breathe <laughs> is breathing the same air that i breathed the whole life with all these people me in close contact with people like i've always been my entire life up until march 2020 that was perfectly safe and perfectly okay i'm telling you it still is you know and i really hope that people get out of that fear paradigm and believe that again you know and not see a fellow human being as a threat because it's not the truth and it's just you know what really sucks man is seeing little kids wearing masks still because it's not, you know, they don't have a choice. They're, they're they're incapable of being able to fully think 
for themselves and so you know that their parents are just guiding them down and you know especially little kids you know between the age of zero and seven and even a little bit past seven eight nine ten year olds it's it's bad man because like that's con- that's conditioned into their subconscious mind now yeah it sucks man but you know what i guess we really can't do too much about it other than educate on the fact that people should critically think like mm-hmm. man i think i don't i don't feel bad because I realize feeling bad is like feeling this sort of apathy and like feeling like people can't take care of themselves and therefore I should step in and do something for it. That's a wrong way of thinking. I don't think that's right. So I don't, I don't feel bad for people because that's what's underlying at the bottom of that guilt is that like you think they don't know better. You know, it's just like, well, you do what's right for you. You know, if you want to wear your mask, you want to do it. I really, I, I share and advocate my side because I believe, I believe in what I believe and I'm a passionate and opinionated person. But yeah, it's like, dude, do what you got to do, but it's, it's safe. It's, it is okay. You know, it is okay to be out there. <laughs> it is okay to be outside now. Yeah. And to be interacting with people. It's, it always has been like, I know they convinced you it was dangerous for a year or two, but it's not dangerous. Trust me. Like it's okay, <laughs> it's okay now, honey. It's all right. You can take it off. Now you can take the blindfold off now. Please, yeah. please, please do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. Well, listen, man, I think um, that should wrap it up. We've been going at it for a little bit now, man, but I'm excited for what's coming. I think um, we got a lot of good things planned, a lot of good topics. Um, I'm excited for when we get to, like, chop it up with somebody else on here, you know, and, like, really bring in some some very highly qualified different opinions. We can get into some deep rabbit holes, kind of push our limits on what we can and can't say. Yo, dude, I've got shadow banned before we continue. Oh, I got shadow banned on playing something that trump said it had nothing to do politically it had something to do with real estate and now it's like i guess you can't even they're taking it serious you can't you can't they don't want trump anywhere man they don't want him anywhere you, you can't share nothing you can't even say the word trump <laughs> it's like it's yeah. a game yeah. it's scary but yeah we're gonna kind of push limits and see what where, where this can kind of go and um and keep educating this and i'm excited to keep doing this with you bro you got any uh final thoughts yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm grateful. I'm excited to see where this goes. And, you know, to all of our listeners and audience members, thank you so much. If you're part of the I Am community, freaking keep going, keep rocking it. You guys know what we're doing this for. It's it's about raising awareness. You know, it's about creating those conversations to really impact people's lives and put them on the information that they were not exposed to. Because the biggest caveat to life is that, you know, you have to change and become better. And where do you get that source of change and information? It's right here and seeing these kind of comments kind of conversation so thank you for being here thank you for supporting us we know no matter what we talk about even if we push the limits of certain subjects and go down rabbit holes and get into some sticky information that we have our communities the community has our back we have you guys' back so i'm excited to see where this podcast goes and the people that we're going to reach people that we're going to have on it's going to be it's going to be dope dude i'm excited it's going to be fun man i'm super excited all right everybody much love we'll see you guys next week